In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 37th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons, the playoff edition. The Falcons are set to face the Los Angeles Rams at 8.15 on Saturday night at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum as the number six seed in the NFC playoffs on the strength of their 22-10 victory over the Carolina Panthers last Sunday. The Falcons are the defending NFC champs, but they'll be on the road throughout the playoffs. If they win in Los Angeles, they would move to Philadelphia to face the number one seed. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's take this one game at a time. We'll look at five things today. The uh, turnaround by the Rams, headed by Marist School graduate Sean McVay. Grady Jarrett will talk to us about Jarrett Goff and Todd Gurley. We'll look at the series between the Falcons and the Rams in the good old days from the NFC West. By the numbers, we'll break down who has the advantages on offense and defense from the statistics that were built up in the regular season. And fifth, what will the Falcons do with Aaron Donald? And we'll look at the sack attacks from both of the defensive lines. We discussed this turnaround with Sean McVay yesterday. Of course, the Rams were very bad last year. Everybody saw him on hard knocks. Uh, Coach Jeff Fisher got fired. They brought in Coach McVay, and they've turned it around in one season, much like the Falcons did back in 2008 when Coach Mike Smith took over. They went from 4-12 and to 11-5 and and went to the playoffs. The Rams have done a similar turnaround. And let's hear how it happened from Coach Sean McVay. What were the, the, the key things you had to, to get in as your foundation to, to turn this thing around and, and to get it done so quickly? Yeah, you know, I think the first thing is is when you, when you get a chance to, to get in a role like this, you want to make sure that you hire a, a good, you know, you, a bunch of great coaches to work with you. And, and we feel very fortunate that that's what we've done. And uh, whether it be offense, defense, special teams, we've got a bunch of great leaders uh, on our coaching staff that are great communicators, great teachers, trying to help these guys reach their highest potential. And then you see a lot of the characteristics and traits that you're looking for from some of those key positions in place, you know, specifically offensively, a young quarterback, a running back that you can build around. You know, you see a playmaker at Tavon Austin and some young offensive linemen with Jamon Brown and Rob Havenstein. And, and then you go supplement that with the draft and with free agency where you're able to acquire Robert Woods and Sammy Watkins. You give Andrew Whitworth and John Sullivan. Uh, you watch Roger Saffold continue to, you know, play as well as anybody at the left guard spot. And then you see how Cooper Cup and Josh Reynolds have been able to contribute and 
it's been a fun process for us. And then on the defensive side, you know, you got great players with Darren Donald and Alec Ogletree, and then you're able to kind of bring in the Connor Barwins, the Kayvon Websters. You continue to see Mark Barron and Michael Brockers grow. So I, I just think it's really been fun to be a part of it. You look at John Fossil with the special teams and Johnny Heckers and, you know, those poor guys that we've had in place. So it's a bunch of great people kind of all pushing in the same direction, knowing that uh, every day presents a new challenge for us. And I think whether we've won or lost games, I've loved the way that our team has responded, uh, kind of with that same approach as far as being process over results driven. There it is from Coach Sean McVay on how the Rams have been able to turn things around in just one season. A lot of good people on that staff, Wade Phillips being the defensive coordinator, our old pal Bill Johnson coaching the defensive line, uh, Matt LaFleur coming over from the Falcons after two years as a quarterback coach. He put together a dynamite staff, and the players brought in to their work, and it's paid off with this playoff appearance. None other than the great Todd Gurley. Uh, it's only his third year in the league. Maybe a little too early to call him great, but we knew he was dynamite coming out of the University of Georgia. He's rushed for 1,305 yards, 13 touchdowns. Surprisingly, to me at least, that he caught 64 passes out of the backfield for 788 yards and six touchdowns. He uh, leads the team in receptions. Quarterback Jared Goff has thrown 28 touchdown passes for seven and seven interceptions. Uh, and we know Matt Ryan only threw 20 touchdown passes this year and 12 interceptions. So Jared Goff's having a great second year. Let's hear from Grady Jarrett on the Rams offense. Had a, had a way with these guys last year, but at the end of the day, you know, they got a new coach. Um, guys playing with a whole new um, swagger about themselves. So, I mean, it's a whole new team. So, um, we, we're excited. Brady, what's Jared Goff good at? I mean, he's been solid as far as getting them to this point, leading them to this point. Um, when he's kind of comfortable in the pocket, he's a lot better than when he is on the run. So, um, so he does a really good job managing the game and, uh, Making a lot of big mistakes. Trying to disrupt it. Try to get hits on him. Try to get hits on him. Get him off the spot and uh, sacks. And um, just can't let him sit back there all day. So we know it's going to be important for us to be effective up front on the rush. Guys be able to hold up in the back end to give us time to get there. You're talking about one of the most improved offenses in the league from a year ago. When you saw him then, when you when you watch film on him now, what really stands out to you? Um, they're, they're making a lot of big explosive plays. Um, they're doing a good job dividing defenses down the middle. And uh, that's where Gurley getting a lot of a lot of his runs and getting into that second level. You get a back that big going that fast. It's, it's, you don't want to let him get to the second level. Uh, so I mean, I mean, he's playing with a whole new uh, motor about himself than he did the year before. And guys up front are playing, you know, pretty hard. So I mean, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be exciting. Well, you talked about their explosive plays, but Coach Prince said one of the things he's most pleased with defensively for you guys is the way you've been able to limit explosive plays on defense. Uh, there was a couple against. Carolina and, you know, the firepower this offense has, how do you plan to keep those plays? Do what we do. Do, do what we do as far as um, it's going to be tough to just totally eliminate that, you know, being in this league, you know, guys can stretch the field all kind of ways and, you know, never know whose day is going to be as far as making the play downfield. But we've got to be disciplined, guys doing their jobs and staying on top, you know, and uh, we got to be disciplined in our gap fits and uh, being aggressive coming downhill trying to get tackles for loss at the line of scrimmage. So, um, we just can't let them get momentum going and uh, know that we can get a job done because we have before. Hey Grady, how do you... 
There it is, Grady Jarrett discussing the Los Angeles Rams offense. Yeah, they like to spread you out, get that one single high safety, and that splits the field. That's kind of what the Falcons did with uh, with uh, Michael Turner, uh, Matt Ryan's uh, first year, and then all he has to read is one side of the field. You know where the safety is, and then go to the um, go to where the safety isn't. And Matt Ryan wrote that all the way to the playoffs as a rookie, and Jared Goff is doing it here. On uh, his second year in the league for the Los Angeles Rams. For our old timers, you know that the Rams and the Falcons used to be division opponents back in the good old days of the NFC West. Uh, the Falcons went to the NFC South in 2002. That's why this will be the 79th meeting of the Falcons and the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams lead the regular season series 47 to 28, and there have been two ties. The only playoff meeting was in uh was my first game on the beat uh helping out back in 2005 on January 15th and it was a dazzling performance at the Georgia Dome where the Falcons beat the Rams 47-17 to Jim Morris crew the run DVD game Dunn, Vic, and Duckett ran for 327 yards on 40 carries in that game. Dunn had 142 and two touchdowns. Vic had uh, 119 and Duckett had 66. Also, Ellen Rossum broke punt return records in that game. It was a, it was the last game of the Rams as the world's greatest show on turf. It was the St. Louis Rams that day. But the Falcons beat them in their only meeting in the playoffs, 47-14, January 15th, 2005. Four, we're going to move on to by the numbers. We broke these down last late last night uh, just to kind of see where the advantages are. Now, the Rams' offense is going to have advantages over the Falcons' defense. That's bad news because the Falcons' defense has been playing lights out here lately. And the uh, Falcons' offense is going to have to deliver here in the playoffs. They have some advantages, and they'll have to take advantage of them. For the Rams' offensively, their biggest advantage is uh, plus seven in scoring. Their first, the Falcons' defense is eighth. They have a plus four in total yards. Plus two in passing yards and a plus one in rush yards. Uh, no real big discrepancies there, other than they do score points. Uh, whereas the uh, you know they're twenty nine point one points a game. It leads the league. Their total yards is three sixty one. It's five. Their passing two thirty nine four is ten. And of course one twenty two point one yards. Uh, eighth in the league, led by the great Todd Gurley. Falcons defense has been stout. They've top 10 in points, total yards, and rushing yards. Uh, they're 12th in passing yards. So that's we're going to give the slight edge there to the Rams with that plus 7 in the scoring category. The Rams defense going up against the Falcon offense. The Falcons have a really big advantage on yards, so they should be able to move the ball. And they have a big rushing advantage. So they got to run the ball. And uh, they have a plus 15 advantage. They have the 13th ranked running game going against the 28th rush defense. So that that bodes well. But if they don't um, run the ball and the Rams can get to the pass rush, we'll look at that uh, later in our fifth episode. But 
Running the ball should be an advantage for the Falcons. They also have a plus five passing, the eighth um, passing offense against the 13th passing defense. So, I mean, those are three categories. The only thing the Rams have an advantage on is points. Uh, plus three, they're 12th in points, and the Falcons are 15th in scoring. So that um, that means, hey, they give up some yards, but they're tough in the red zone. So the Falcons, you know, we know what their struggles in the red zone have been. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be a game where you can field goal them to death like they did the Panthers last week with the five field goals. Uh, Matt Ryan in the offense and Steve Sarkeesian are going to have to figure out a way to get the ball in the end zone against Wade Phillips and his defense. Very good red zone defense. So, uh, you know, let's just make note of that. We'll look at the turnovers here, too, while we're looking at the numbers, the bottom numbers section here. Uh, Rams are plus seven, tied for ninth. The Falcons minus two, 19th. So that's going to be, um, you know, something that, you know, the game could turn on is if you can get Jared Goff rattled and get you some turnovers, you know, that's going to certainly help matters out. The Rams do fumble the ball. That is one of the thing that jumps out at you. They have 14 fumbles of their giveaways and only the seven interceptions by Goff. But the 14 fumbles, hey, that gives you some hope to think, hey, you might be able to, to get the ball off of them. That's the key here in this whole turnover breakdown. I don't have to go through the whole, you know, Falcons 8-8 eight and eight and takeaways, 12-6 and six and giveaways, the 12 interceptions there. That's the big number. Seven of them dropped. So you can't have the drop passes. Got to get some fumbles off the rims when you break down the turnover situation. Lastly, we're going to talk about the sack attack. The Rams have 48 sacks, fourth in the league. The Falcons, 13. Uh, Aaron Donald, the fine defensive tackle, has 11. Robert Quinn, 8.5. Connor Barwin, 5. Michael Brockers, 8. 4.5. So between Brockers and Donald, that's 15.5 tackles coming right at the Falcons' weakness. Um, you know, Ben Garland will be starting at left guard. Anthony DeVitre was placed on IR. He's done for the season. Tried to play with a torn uh, triceps injury. Lasted five plays. Uh, tried to do, you know, they were looking at Willis Reed tape last year, last week, and he tried to go and get Give him credit. He tried to go out there with one arm and didn't last but five plays. And you got Wes Schweitzer over there. So if these guys hold up against Aaron Donald and Brockers and the backup tackles for the Rams, that would be a wonderful development for the Falcons. But let's go to Ben Garland to see uh, how he uh, is ready and preparing for this game. Coach just told us Andy's out for the season. Is there, um, does that uh, you know, help you prepare and knowing that you got got to be ready to go now on Saturday? I mean, I'm always ready to go. I'm going to take it the same way. I'm always prepared as if I was going to play the entire game. It's just going to be no different. Mm-hmm. And uh, what do you see in that Rams front um, You know that you all will be uh, continuing with this week in the playoffs? They have an extremely talented front, so we got to prepare and get ready for them. they got some Pro Bowl players. they got a lot of talent over there. And uh, just sum up, uh, you know, how has it been for you these last uh, five weeks? being a major player uh, in the offense and, you know, making some starts and then being uh, coming out of the bullpen uh, at the guard spot. I mean, the more I get to play, the more I love it. I mean, that's <laughs> the reason we play the game. It's the reason we practice every day. I want to play as much as I can. All right, thanks, Ben. How well is this team? 
All right, there's Ben Garland. He doesn't seem uh, afraid of this challenge. He's ready to go for it against uh, Aaron Donald, one of the great tackles in the league, four-time Pro Bowler. Two-time All-Pro, probably a third time this year. Uh, we had a stat given to us, but we don't have a number on the back end of it. But Grady Jarrett and Aaron Donald led the league in tackles for losses, and we'll do some additional reporting to get that number for you. One of the other stories here, and we'll wrap up with this little tidbit. Uh... The Rams revamped their pass receiving core in one year. It's been amazing. They drafted Cooper Cup out of Eastern Washington. Uh, Robert Woods came back home. He was UC USC kid. And uh, they got Sammy Lee Watkins in a trade with uh, Buffalo. And uh, they already had Tavon Austin. So they, they developed a receiving core and that they've been productive. 18 touchdowns against, uh, you know, for between Cup, Woods, and Watkins. So the uh, Falcons secondary, we talked to Robert Alford yesterday. They know they got a challenge, and Ricardo Allen said they, you know, they got a challenge too. Everybody's going to be looking at how they're going to stop Gurley, but the Rams have a, uh, you know, pretty good passing attack and some fine receivers. So there you have it. That's the 37th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. We discuss Sean McVay and the Rams turnaround. Grady Jarrett on Jarrett Goff and Todd Gurley. The series, this will be the 79th meeting. The Falcons are 1-0 against the Rams in the playoffs. Then we broke down some of the statistical numbers and how they set up and what they mean. And then we looked at the sack attack and the Aaron Donald plan for Ben Garland, Wes Schweitzer, and Alex Mack. You know, Coach said he's going to have some help in there, and they they move Aaron Donald around. And, uh, you know, everybody's going to probably see him at some point during this game. But we'd like to thank you for listening to the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. This is D. Orlando Letbetter from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. The playoffs 2017 season, 2018 actual date time. Take care. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song. A celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-Hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.